face to face, hand to hand, film to film. Welcome to another episode of Film to Film, the bad podcast about movies, in my opinion. And I hope in James's opinion, too. It's, uh, it's just your Inyaki. opinion. <laughs> ah, damn. All right. Uh, well, my name is Inyaki, and I'm here with my uh, We're top seven. good friend, James. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're top seven in, uh, in, in the region. Yeah, you know, in the, in the Seattle region. Or the Washington, the Washington region. Whichever region we're talking about. Yeah. Which Washington? Could be either one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, um, you know, uh, we've, we've been having uh, this uh, Halloween theme, and although now it's uh, past Halloween. I hope everyone had a good time with, you know, costumes, uh, watching spooky movies. But, I mean, all of that is over. 100% over uh, you know Halloween is over now we're in Thanksgiving era or Christmas depending on who we care about so uh, you know our themes will be different so uh, James uh, what do you think about uh, our latest movie <laughs> uh, Terrified um, I liked it uh, I, I enjoyed it it was uh, you know it was not the most uh, you know it, it was short and sweet it got right to the punch and it kept uh, punching and you know a lot of movie horror movies uh kind of dirty secret is a lot of them are not that scary i thought this one actually was uh definitely amongst like the scarier i don't know 20 percent, 10 percent, something like that uh is definitely one that attempted uh to scare you and i thought it was pretty effective at it um i don't know that this is going to be like the next shining or anything like that but i thought it was a solid little movie uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, anyways, if you didn't get my joke is that we're still talking about horror movies. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I 100% agree. I think uh, Terrified, um, this Argent- Argentine movie from 2017 uh, is actually, uh, although you know, quite a small movie, it, it punches... Uh, punches uh, well when it comes to the scares on uh, and uh, actually yeah I put it uh, up there uh, when it comes to um, actually trying to scare you as opposed to build a plot have it an outside point or whatever no this is we want to scare you here you go um, so here's you know, the one sentence summary I got from uh, IMDb. Let's see okay. if uh, you agree with this. When strange events occur in a neighborhood in Buenos Aires, a doctor specializing in the paranormal, her colleague, and an ex-police officer decide to investigate further. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah. It has one extremely huge uh, inaccuracy, which is uh, the police officer is not an ex-police officer. Actually, uh, the the, uh, the officer or the commissioner or whatever, he is still a cop. <laughs> I think they must be referring to uh, Hano, right? Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. But you're right. Hano, but Hano was like an, an, an ex-forensic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess, I mean, yeah, ex-forensic plus one 
active cop. I mean, obviously, uh, Fuentes, or I forget what his exact name was, uh, is a current cop. Yeah, Funes, I think is yeah. his name. Uh, yeah, he's a current cop. Um, but yeah, this movie, uh, you know, uh, I kind of really liked it because it goes straight to the punch from like the very first scene. Um, it's quite a, a straightforward movie in the sense that like from the beginning you are like just with the lighting the set pieces uh, 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 on the set itself lighting the set the sound all of that just tells you yep this is going to be scary uh, what were your highlights in this uh, in like the first scene or, or just in general in general in general um yeah uh you know i i thought yeah i i think this film feels like one where the director had some very visual ideas of set pieces and stuff he wanted to do and it feels very centered around those rather than more around like him starting with a plot and i think that's probably the strength and the weakness of the film um and uh yeah i mean for me probably the main visual thing i thought the uh sort of creatures were very scary i i, I like the creature design generally but for me i think the number mm -hmm. one image that i'm going to take away is like that that boy uh which i thought was also really really well designed uh and like the dead boy who is uh maybe moving uh just a little bit and it's just very um unsettling and i thought that was uh very well done yeah no the corpse uh is probably one of the uh better actually if not probably the best element in fact uh the, the scene when dealing with the corpse is probably my favorite yeah um for sure uh yeah it's a, uh, you know it, it's a daylight scene too and it's just very unsettling yeah yeah uh no it is um so this movie was directed by um <clears throat> it was actually the, it was directed written and uh, the music was composed by uh, damian rugna who he has made other uh shorts uh, as well as uh, i think another more uh, i don't know if it's a horror film and i did not type in the name on my internet it's doing really bad right now so uh, but he did. He did. Does have another film that he directed? Uh, that I looked at the trailer and it seemed more of a, one of those like dark comedies. Um. Okay. But yeah, more of a dark comedy. Gotcha. And you haven't seen any of his other films? No, no. And actually, if you go to his Wikipedia page, whether it's in English or Spanish. Um, you are not going to necessarily see his uh, like you cannot even click on he doesn't even have like his own page uh for either language oh okay so yeah so only imdb uh, which tends to be a little bit less reliable sometimes but um um i i think this film for as simple as it is, it has really good effects, uh, has really good makeup, and the acting was quite good as well. Um, what do you think about that? 
Um, yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, the makeup is definitely a standout. I think those designs, I think the camera work is good too. And yeah, I, I agree. I, so I, I guess I agree on all of those fronts. The actors were good. One thing I did like about the acting too is, you know, in a lot of these horror movies especially, but movies in general, it's like they're really uh, geared and targeted towards a younger audience. And so I think as a result, you have a lot of like younger um, protagonists, like families or teenagers in the case of like slashers or even kids and stuff like that. And it's like you're usually talking like people in like that 10 to 50 year old range and usually uh and, and one thing i liked about this is like three of the main characters other than uh uh funes the cop uh are probably 50 to 50 plus um so it's like definitely um it, in that sense it stood out to me a little bit um and i enjoyed it in the sense that these are good actors and they're also a little bit older and i liked um I don't know. I just, I just enjoyed that a bit uh, in the sense that it's a, uh, a bit of a contrast versus sort of the horror norm. Uh-huh, no, I agree. Uh, to me, also, the other thing I, I, I liked about this was uh, the overall setting. Uh, instead of being just one house, instead of being just one party, instead of being just like one related group of people, uh, the horror or drama uh involved like the what it seems like to be a whole block so the people affected and, and you know at a suburb so the people affected were uh everyday like the middle middle age or maybe in the in their 30s at at the youngest um besides the children of course mm -hmm. uh which you also don't see much in movies you know in film like if you have thirty year old something is like th those are the main like it's their main the main characters and they're almost more like they're they're the protagonist but like in in a way that they are they have more agency in this film actually uh it was more of an ensemble i mean the and and as you mentioned like the people who who had most agency or most like knowledge of what they were doing were the older people uh, mm -hmm. uh the, the doctor yeah i yeah i um, liked uh sort of like that panel aspect where you have like rosentalk albrecht and uh hano uh as sort of like those yeah. the main ones that eventually you know the the movie opens and it's a little confusing who you're gonna uh be following for most of the film and eventually uh you sort of get the flow and it's those three so i i liked how um it sort of has those and yeah, I think you make a good point too on the setting too. I, I did like the setting too. And, you know, I think it has a different resonance here in 2021 versus probably 2017 too. Um, but they do touch on sort of like that infection aspect as opposed to just being one simple haunted house. It's sort of like each house in a row and this thing can keep spreading. It hints at sort of like the water supply and stuff like that. And that just makes, I, I think that just anti anties up sort of like that scary element rather than it being like sort of like a demonic possession where it's targeting one person it sort of feels like it can sort of have that uh spreading contagion effect where uh it, it can uh, multiply yeah so I, I i like that yeah no it's yeah con conceptually speaking this this is the kind of movie where you could actually have a uh, a sequel even create a whole franchise about it if you want it and and it's it's kind of fascinating because like um, we're accustomed when it when it comes to the idea of a something contagious, we're usually accustomed that you know 
it's either we're talking about uh, a pandemic like the, the one we're having right now with COVID-19 or or uh, but but it kills you faster, of course, or it's it's a zombie like right. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I've ever seen in any film uh, that you could get infected with being haunted. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, right. right. Because I, I feel like this film has like kind of elements of wherever. Uh, I did listen to a podcast uh, earlier uh, talking about this film, and they compared sort of like the creatures to sort of like Nosferatu type vampires. So you know the influence of this film uh -huh. are just kind of all over the place. You're right. It. it certainly has oh, a lot of that even like the suburban um aspects of it do remind me a bit of like even something like halloween even though this is definitely not a slasher yeah i mean so i have not read too much even though i picked this movie and i'm hosting it i did not end up reading too much about it um but and so I don't know how much the director intended or how much inspired uh, he was with diff with all kinds of movies. Mm -hmm. But to me, like at, at different moments, uh, there was clearly imagery or or a feeling of of you know other big movies. Like for example, the child getting run over and then later coming up coming back as a corpse. So it was very. It resembled a pet cemetery. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought of too. The, actually, the older, yeah, yeah uh, the older people uh, uh, being kind of Ghostbusters, uh, sort of reminded me of uh, a, a mix between Conjuring and uh, shit. I'm forgetting the uh, Insidious the name of the other movie. for me uh, is what they Insidious. reminded me of. Sort of like that Lin, right. Lin Shea character uh, that plays like the scientist like the person that helps to explain stuff. You reminded me a lot of uh, Albrecht. Right. But it, it sort of worked a little bit of both, right? Because uh, uh, in Insidious, uh, it's almost like she works alone. Mm -hmm. It's not so much as a team. While Conjuring, especially the first one, uh, the other two not so much, but the first one, it's a whole team. It's a whole like operation with cameras and things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, so it's a it's a mix of like, of, uh, yeah, I agree with Insidious and Conjuring, and then um, the 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 play between the two houses, mm -hmm. you know, looking through the mirror, looking through the window from one house to the other, one hundred percent Halloween. Uh, where yeah, you know call. you kind of yeah. have a similar setting uh cross the street houses and then finally um now when it comes to the actual scares and you know especially in the moment where um uh Albrecht explains to uh Funes that he cannot trust what he sees um and you sort of have a lot of at that moment, you started questioning. Well, so is everything that's happening real, or is it imaginary? Uh, it it's very similar to uh, Oculus. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I have, I have. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, it uh, there's a lot of just like different sort of like pieces and like the puzzle that sort of fit together to create this film. It feels like I mean, this director clearly likes horror movies. I think that much is obvious. Yeah, and and all kinds of horror movies, and I think 
uh, he did a great job at uh, with that inspiration to put all this into into a, a film that is again it's it's scary and quite intense. Uh, I think the last movie I thought was uh, at this level of uh, scary was probably Oculus. Um, uh, I know it, it's funny because uh, one day I think we should talk about Oculus because Oculus is a, a film that has such a stupid ass plot. <laughs> but when you watch it, especially with the lights off, it's scary as fuck. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I don't know. I, don't know yeah. you, uh, you I, I did not have that experience with Oculus. Uh, but, you know, I'm I'm open to retrying it sometime. Uh, for me, I, I don't know. It kind of blended in with a lot of different horror movies for me. So I don't have the same sort of strong oh, uh, memory of it. Uh, it's totally possible I could think differently on a rewatch, though. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's always also that maybe who I was watching it with. But uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was scary. I mean, yeah. Most movies don't like when I say scary. It's like you know, it. it, I mean, this is one of those movies where it definitely has you know you could say like the jump scares. Mm -hmm. However, they're they're all justified. It's not like you're annoyed after because it just startled you. It 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 had a meaning behind it. Uh, This is one of those films where you know I'm like yeah, this is a good use of jump jump scares. Um, So. The other thing I thought it was interesting here is is how this movie kind of jumps uh, into different characters. I mean, I feel like maybe the, the main character is Commissioner Funes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you get, a, uh, you get a lot of screen time with a lot of different characters. Uh, so it's hard to tell. I mean, you got... You got. Uh, I mean, you start with uh, Clara mm-hmm. and Juan, uh, and then and then Juan, and then you have a whole a whole segment, a whole different story about Walter. Um, That's right. Yeah. And then and then you kind of have a whole segment about Hano. And then you and then Funes becomes your main character uh, afterwards. So I thought that was an interesting structure, and it was sort of fun to just sort of jump between these uh, different characters. Yeah, um, you know, uh, if I were to complain about stuff with this film, um, I don't know if that structure totally worked for me in the sense that it felt a little bit disjointed. Um, yeah, you know, it, it might be something where I rewatch it and my opinion changes. Either it sort of confirms my my current opinion or I uh, or I'm more okay with it. Um, but for me, at least, um, I thought it was a little bit, um, you know, I, I didn't have a hard time following it, but I thought it was felt a little bit cluttered and disorganized. Um, I know at least uh, someone like Hitchcock, you know, uh, when he's like doing a film like Psycho, um, he's very uh, meticulous about like who you're going to be following and identifying with, uh, like it being like Janet Lee character, and then about uh, 40 minutes into the film, she gets killed, and that's like the point. To me, this film uh, feels a little bit messier. At least that's my initial takeaway, um, in the sense uh, that like it's it it doesn't really let you get attached to any of the characters as sort of like the main protagonist, um, and you know I don't have a problem with doing sort of like that Hitchcock method. 
of that. Uh, to me, it, it felt a little bit more haphazard in this case. Um, and so if I were to sort of mm. like point out some flaws, for me at least currently, I, I would rate that as a, uh, a flaw for me. Like maybe just tight, uh, so tightening it up a little bit um, uh, and just like thinking about who we are focusing on. Uh, I don't know what the quick fix is for that, um, but uh, uh, and I and I do like a lot of the scenes at the beginning. But um, yeah, you know that's probably how I'd do it. Huh? Yeah, maybe um, the. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe I I, mean, I agree that it could have been cleaned up a little bit better. But I, I don't know, I, I didn't mind it jumping from one area to the other. I mean, it, it, sort, of, it sort of reminded me of uh, Pulp Fiction. Granted, Tarantino is a much better director. But I mean, Pulp Fiction is one of those films where uh, you didn't have a main character. You sort of had vignettes and they're, and they're somewhat all, all connected. Here, of course, there, it, it is more, connect, more connected. So may, perhaps that's why. Yeah, um, I, I wonder a bit if maybe uh, like uh, if they had more of that connective tissue earlier on. So you're like start out with maybe some of the scenes with like the three of them. And then we go back into these segments and sort of like it's told more through flashbacks. If that would have been more effective. I'm not totally sure uh, what I would have done for me, uh, though. It, it felt a little head scratching the way that uh, uh, that the uh, first scenes were ordered because it's nonlinear, but it's nonlinear in a way to me that I don't know if it totally made sense. Hmm. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's jump a little bit on speaking of the linearity or non-linearity of it. Uh, or maybe jumping more into the actual uh, horror scenes. Uh, this movie, this is the part where, you know, the, the movie really got me, uh, got me was uh, the, the first... The first kill, if you will, right? And then this is Clara. Uh, and it's just really well set up because it's Clara is the only one who can hear the ghost. Uh, you got, you know, the, the that eerie scene with the sink uh, where, um, where it almost feels like the sink is breathing, mm-hmm. uh, which is similar. That's kind of similar to It, uh, both the original and the remake. Uh, especially the bubble. Uh, That's right. That, yeah, the the sink makes. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, you know, you you don't know how how the the monster works or anything, or I don't know, the the creature or creatures. Uh, all you know is that there's banging. Uh, one thinks it's something else, and then once you find out the banging. The reveal is amazing. I mean, what were you? What was your thought about you know the actual uh, Clara's uh, death? I thought it was great, and you know maybe the case for starting off with the scene, even though I was just complaining about that too, is like it really sets the stakes. It's like, oh uh, yeah, this this film is gonna go there, uh, where it's like uh, like she's hanging in the air and stuff. And there's blood all over the place, and it's just banging all over the place. You're like, okay, I know where the banging's from, uh, and it's. Uh, it's it's like legitimately a little bit shocking uh just like all of that blood everywhere really well designed um so i liked uh, a lot of that um as you said uh mentioned earlier i think the sound design and the build up to that it's all 
quite well done and and well thought out. Um, so I thought the set piece was good, and I thought the build up was also good. Um, and it just I don't know. You know, you're watching a horror film. I mean, it's literally called Terrified um, in English, at least. Um, so uh, you know, um, I don't know. It it it's it, it's very tense, just like the first ten minutes, and uh, the build off is uh, pretty uh, satisfying. Yeah, I agree. And you know, this is where uh, I, you still don't know where the movie's gonna go, right? Uh, you don't, and, and and this is, I guess, why I like the fact that there's no main character. Because you, you think uh, Juan is the main character, and as she's banging, he's trying to stop her. So then it clearly looks like he killed her, even though mm -hmm. he didn't, right? Or may, or maybe he did, because at that moment you don't know, right? In your first watching, you don't know. Maybe he is crazy, right, right. and maybe he did kill her. Right, right. Could be one uh, of those unreliable narrator things. I mean, it's been done a lot many times at this point. Right, and and the film kind of uh, plays with that really well. Uh, but then, but then it tells you right away. It's like no weird shit is happening though. I mean, maybe he killed her, maybe not. Uh, if he killed her, maybe he was possessed. We don't know. But weird shit is happening, and this is when you get to meet uh, when it, once he's in uh, prison, uh, is when we get to meet uh, Hanno Albrecht and uh, Rosenstock. Mm -hmm. Um. So. Just like the film, I'm not going to go in a really logical, linear way. What were your thoughts <laughs> of the characters, uh, the, the the Ghostbusters, as I'll call them? Hanno, Albrecht, and Rosenstock. Uh, I liked them all. Uh, I thought they were all kind of distinct in a way. Um, I liked the way they're introduced. Um, I sort of liked the way that uh, one of my favorite moments uh, is like where they sort of like introduce you, like the hierarchy of them. Uh, it's like... Albrecht has a great introduction in the sense that we know that um, uh, Walter is just constantly calling her. And so she's sort of like the top dog in that sense. Like she's the most probably well-respected of the three, uh, the most recognized. And the moment uh, I was referring to earlier um, is just when uh, Hanno is, she tells Hanno that she uh, has indeed read his book uh, and it had a really great cover, which is like, <laughs> it's just like a, 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 I know. a pretty strong slam down and just sort of puts Hano right in his place. And that was probably, uh, that, that, that is definitely the funniest moment of the movie, at least for me. Um, but yeah, I, I liked, um, I liked all three of them. Um, I thought they're all distinct. They had good different looks and I liked how they were all sort of like, I don't know if they're all officially senior Medicare caring citizens, uh, but they were, uh, you know, getting up there in age, uh, yeah, I know for sure. I also I also loved how like into this uh, into this whole thing they were. I mean, uh Hano, I don't know how much he was into the whole thing, but Albrecht and Rosenstock were like, yeah, we're we're going to go in. Like and and completely fearless on all of this. Uh especially Rosenstock. I mean, the dude is uh he fucking gets stabbed by uh silverware <laughs> and you know gets his blood sucked by who knows what and then the dude is just like oh this is awesome we are in the nest and, <laughs> and it's just like uh he's enjoying all of this way too much uh, i don't know i i think that was a, a very fun fun moment and a fun fun character that obviously gets his comeuppance um 
Although do we don't get to see uh, how Rosenstock dies, right? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, uh, he obviously comes back uh, for the end, at least. Uh, he's referenced constantly in the final scene with Juan and the throwing chair. But yeah, I mean, in that sense, it, it's well thought out in the sense that you're like, wait, Rosenstock, we actually don't know what happened to him because we kind of know that Hanno and Albrecht, they're not doing so hot uh, at the uh, at the end. And so we're not really sure what happened with Rosenstock. Um, so um, yeah, I thought that was... Uh, that was well done, um, but yeah, he was uh, that scene with the uh, uh, magnets and the and the silverware. I thought that was a good scene, a good example of sort of like the well thought out set pieces here, and like that blood going up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, I also like how I, I agree with you when it comes to uh, more Albrecht. Uh, that she's such a top dog. She's so, um, in a way, she's so into what she does that she doesn't really care uh, about anyone else. Like, so when she's talking to Funes, who is literally having a heart attack, she's like, just don't believe your eyes. Uh, Don't, you know, like, don't worry about it. And then Funes is like sort of freaking out. She's like, okay, do, do you need to stop? Like, do you need to go home? Like, you know, I don't know. Like the way that she's very patronizing, but also like realistically, like, you know, you would think that like if once you are like such a like, I don't know, uh, uh, such a renowned person that like she, she's, she's not really good at uh, communicating with normies like Funes. Yeah, yeah. She's just like one of those like surgeons or whatever that's like super good at the surgery but terrible at the people skills. Uh, but yeah, I mean like she's just too cool for school pretty much the whole film until she uh, she gets her head smashed in basically um, by a uh, ghoul or whatever we want to call them. I mean, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, also, it's very shocking because I mean... Uh, her her death. Uh, I mean, this is where the film sort of, if you could say, like, this is when Funes becomes the main character in a way, right? Uh, because the Ghostbusters, they're all like pretty wacky. Uh, Albrecht, I mean, Hanno, not so much, but Albrecht and uh, Ronsenstock, they're just so into this that uh, they're not that relatable. Um, yeah. So they they kind of both have but, like but that just, midsummer academic thing where they're like super into their work and are kind of uh uh that that's like their number one priority over safety. Right. I mean uh they're just straight up fearless. But at the same time because of that uh it almost gives you a sense of uh and and I'm assuming this is what Funes feels, right? A sense of security, the fact mm-hmm. that they're there because they're so calm and and uh, and logical about all of this that you know Funes is just like okay, this is fine until uh, until uh, you know Albrecht uh, is killed right in front of his eyes, and I think that's when you know you 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 know that everything went to shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's fine until it's not. Yeah, 
And you're right. I think that's that's uh, spot on. It's like probably one of the reasons he's willing to go with this is like he's got his buddy Hano, so he's got a personal connection there. And then he's got like two people that are like, uh, like Albrecht seems like maybe the most respected person in the profession, and then like someone she brought in, and those people are just like very. They come across as very competent until they get their shit ruined, and then you're like, okay, uh, they are way in over their heads, aren't they? Exactly. Um, so yeah, and then here we, this is where we go into a little bit, uh, the, the other, um, set piece, if you will, or, Mm -hmm. so we go back to Walter. So I'm going to go back to Walter, just like, uh, the movie going out of order here. Walter, uh, is another character that you actually get to know quite a bit. Um, it's almost like a movie apart, right? And, uh, it's just really, uh, the, the film does a really good job at uh, at showing you an idiot uh, who is trying to deal with uh, having a haunted place. And I say idiot because I feel like a normal person would have left and gone to a <laughs> motel. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I think... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, for the people that like to complain about horror movie characters making bad decisions, Walter would probably just choosing to spend many nights in that house after weird stuff is happening would, would probably rank up there. Yep. Yep. I mean, like, I mean, I actually have never seen that paranormal activities, but I, you know, I know the movie and, and shit moves. I just start recording things and all that uh, afterwards. Right. But here, I mean, when you're introduced to Walter and his situation, his bed is literally moving with him on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how you're introduced to Walter dealing with the ghost. He's like, oh, fuck, I woke up again and all my shit is all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I guess I better go uh, sit in uh, uh, Professor Albrecht's room for, like, and wait for another two hours, uh, even though she's never going to exactly. see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... He said, he's a very patient man. Uh, <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, fuck. Dr. Albrecht needs, uh, needs evidence. Okay, okay. I, I guess I'll buy a camera and, uh, and record all the scary ass shit that I've already been seeing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, but, okay. Aside from uh, making fun of the, uh, the silliness of all of this, what I do like about this movie is it plays with it. It's, it actually knows that this is somewhat silly mm-hmm. to the point that it, it, it plays with, uh, I mean, while, while being quite scary, uh, it, it plays in the sense that, you know, what, what's the cliche of a, of a, of a kid's, of a child's fear? There's a mon- monster under my bed. Mm-hmm. There's a monster in the closet. And this movie literally has a monster under the bed. And, uh, and it's terrifying uh, the way they show it, you know, like as it's moving, uh, the monster shows up again, extremely good design on ghost monster, whatever it is. Uh, and, you know, it makes it scarier because when things move, you know that that's the monster moving it. Right. The bed moves because there is this giant man creature under it that moves the bed while trying to move itself, right? The light goes off because the creature probably 
accidentally pulled the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the cord off. But the whole point is, it, it, it plays with that, that childlike fear. I mean, the man is look, literally looking under his bed or within the closet. Mm-hmm. But with this terrifying monster that at the end, we don't know what it does with him. Like, so, well, we also don't know what happened to him. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, at some point, Albrecht is, like, calling into him, and he's, like, somewhere in the walls, and he looks like he's becoming a creature or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, we don't mm-hmm. totally know what happens to him. But, yeah, to your point about sort of, like, being childlike, there's even, like, that moment where he literally crawls under the sheets and just, like, covers up uh, covers up what he can see uh, with the blanket, and then we see sort of, like, the shadow and stuff like that uh, going on. Which is very realistic. I mean, I, I would, uh, no, more realistically, I would have left. But if I had stayed, I probably would cover myself under the sheets and be like pissing my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I personally am not bothered by Walter's poor decision making. I think a lot of us make poor decisions, especially under stress and stuff like that. Um, but I'm sure our friend Nathaniel would have issues. But yeah, it personally doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, Anyways, I do love the, all those scenes because it, it, they do, they play so well with all the, uh, it's not even movie cliches, just uh, a, a common fears, right? And, and common mm-hmm. ways of dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I think this film does just like a good job with very simple uh, scare techniques of like under the bed, shadows, stuff like that. It's not a high budget film, obviously. Um, but you know, it's, it's very economical in the way it does stuff. Um, I like the way, you know, they talk about this a little bit later with the perspective thing, uh, about how like from a certain perspective, you see the monster and sometimes you don't, I like the way that that's sort of reflected with the camera. That's just sort of like moving Uh left and right, left and right. And it's sort of like, it shifts our perspective, not a lot, but just a little bit, uh, each time. And how, like, sometimes you see the monster and sometimes you don't. And uh, I think that's very effective. And I I do like how that was done. Um, Sorry, I couldn't hear the last thing you said. Um, With the rotating camera? Yeah, uh, the the very last sentence. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just really like how that was done. I thought it was really effective just the way that it just kept uh, rotating left and right. Um, and, uh, you know, uh-huh. it's obvious how they do those, but, um, I think it works. Yeah, no, it works on, uh, it, it go and it works with the, uh, rules established by the film. I mean, the film almost explains yes, it out. Exactly. It's like, uh, which again, I mean, normally explanations are hurt films, especially when they don't follow its rules, but here the film, this horror film follows its rules. Um, Yes. And, and and more importantly, even more uh, even more than following its rules, it tells you the rules from very unreliable uh, communicators. Uh, because uh, Dr. Mora Albrecht, when she's explaining what's happening, she thinks this might be what's happening, but she doesn't know. Uh, and I mean, and that that's the other thing I do love uh, that some of the dialogue that uh, I think it's it's funny. Um, uh, I think probably purposefully we like, for example, when Ron, Rosenstock realizes that they're in the nest of whatever 
entity they're dealing with. And uh, Albrecht is like, okay, so what do you want to do now? And Ross is talking, who's super excited, glee with happiness of this discovery. His response is, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of just shows you, uh, like we were talking about earlier, sort of like the uh, like the academic interest of Rosenstock and Albrecht, um, who are just more interested in the phenomena. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, I just wanted to bring... Walter, and then the, the last thing with the Walter scenes that I really loved were uh, was just the setting, uh, his sort of his apartment looking sort of dingy. Uh, uh, things were a little bit grimy. The, the lighting, the the uh, the bed itself, uh, all of that, you know, added to the um, uh, the ambiance. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, I mean, one nice thing is like all three of the uh, uh, suburban houses or apartments or whatever you want to call them, they're all distinct uh, in a way, even though they're probably basically the same layout. Um, they're all like, depending on who's living in there, uh, they're well designed and well thought out. Yeah, yeah. And then, so yeah, so now we're going, I'm going to go jump into, you know, Alicia's. Uh, Alicia and her son's drama. Uh, so, you know, first we got the son drinking water and he gets scared off, scared off by Walter, who we don't know if he died or not. Like, it's not known whether Walter is like a ghost yelling at him or the actual person. Mm-hmm. But all we know is that the I kid mean, pre- gets run over pre- by a bus. Yeah, I mean, presumably it's the actual Walter uh, because like, not drinking the water that seems like it might be some sort of source of uh thing contagion seems like a smart idea so it seems like he's trying to do the right thing obviously it doesn't end well though um exactly and uh you know uh for the so i mean kids getting run over buses it happens in movies uh but I, I think what what I love about this one is how it lingers on his friend, who is also a child, and he's the only one who's close to the to this kid as he's just bleeding on the floor and no one is doing anything about it except for maybe calling his mom. Uh, I thought yeah. that was sort of funny. And the and bus the driver next... just books it. <laughs> I know. And then the very next shot is someone just power washing the blood into the drain and i was just like the movie definitely gets grim in in that sense uh and then it goes back to you know the real drama which is the mom and and the mom dealing with this kid and later dealing with uh uh him coming back Mm -hmm. yeah um uh the uh kid getting a (coughs) run Excuse me, getting run over also reminded me a bit of uh, Pet Cemetery and some like the driving forces um, for that the plot of that film. But yeah, the kid coming back uh, that's that's the scene that sort of introduces us to Funes and uh, Hano. Um, and I thought that was I mean we talked about that a little bit at the beginning, but I thought that was one of the more just like the pose that he struck and like the sort of expression on the face. Uh, it it it's good, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, and also it it's fun to see how like 
uh, Funes as well as all the police officers who are there are sort of scared about the whole situation. Uh, because, you know, like, uh, especially when Hanno gets there, Funes is like, uh, she was like, uh, Alicia saw him move. And I think the other officers saw him move too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Hanno is like, what about you? And Funes is like, maybe? <laughs> but the kid is like on the same post the entire time, but things mm-hmm. move around him. Um, and I mean, the only time we actually see him move a little bit is when he looks at his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's one thing I kind of wish I would know is what happened uh, between uh, the other kid and and, and uh, this corpse. But uh, whatever happened, the other kid survived and recorded it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it freaked him out uh, clearly. I mean, wouldn't you be freaked out if you saw the friend who you watched getting run over later, you know, just chilling yeah, for sure. at this uh, kitchen table? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how he has, like, cereal, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, who put that out? It was like, did the mom, did Alicia put that out? I mean, that was one of the more, uh, I mean, Nathaniel is probably has, like, a half an hour speech on the, the fucking cereal. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it the way it, uh, yeah, it, that's probably the image I will not forget from this film. Yeah, and, um, but uh, it's just because it's so weird and absurd uh, and, and yet terrifying uh, or, or scary, not scary, but like, yeah. Um, it, it's unsettling. I also like the it, it's dreadful. Unsettling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I also, I, but I do like, and this is where, you know, it, it reminded me a little bit of... Uh, uh, when the uh, when Funes and Hannah are talking to each other, and Hannah is like, "Do you know the lady?" and Funes is like, "Yeah, actually, we used to date." So Hannah is like, "Ah, oh, shit. Okay. Well, in this case, you, you know, we're just gonna have to hide the fact that this this corpse came out, and and it's so so she people don't think she's crazy, and she dug him out, and I I think that was like a very I don't know it reminded me of uh, Wild Tales. When you have the, uh, you had that pro, uh, like that detective talking to uh, the rich family's uh, th- that rich family about the kid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the kid who runs someone over, like kind of similar, like cops trying to do something crooked uh, for self interest. In this one, the self interest being uh, uh, being um, you know not appearing insane. Right, right, right. Saving their career uh, and also saving this woman from going to the mental institution. But but still, it's like, uh, I mean, Hano clearly knows that, uh, or he definitely believes that the kid, the, he, he is, you know, a dead body that is moving and living. Um. And Funes believes that too, but he's like, "Yeah, you cannot tell that to your bosses. If you do that, you know you're gonna lose your job for being fucking crazy." And this is where it's right. sort of implied that Hano probably lost his job too that way. 
Mm, yeah, yeah. Good point. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think the way that is done makes sense, uh, the way they plot that uh, and that sort of conversation they had. But yeah, it is interesting to see uh, the way they twist that. There's a good call in Wild Tales. I could, I could sort of see that uh, uh, call where they're sort of like trying to figure out how to frame this certain event. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun to see this again in an Argentine movie. So I'm curious if, you know, it's just how Argentinians think of their of their uh, <laughs> police authorities. It's like, oh, they're always schemy. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like in Korea, they always beat people up. Uh, in Argentina, they're always uh, scheming. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... Uh, but yeah, that, that was that was sort of a, fu- a fun moment. I I, I just really lo- love the dialogue between all the characters in that in that scene. It, it's almost one of the few scenes where it's both uh, disturbing, yet probably the most comedic moments. Like uh, especially like putting the kid in the freezer and all that. Um, so yeah. Um. Besides that, uh, you know, this is where uh, I think I think there there is a little bit of that more uh, in depth meat in the film because uh, we we talk about how this is a this is scare first uh, plot and everything later, but I mean the the plot construction here is still quite well done. Uh, uh, so we, we learned that Funes is uh, Alicia's ex-boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that has a, a, a reason to it. Uh, it seems like he maybe he, he may, may or may not have had a good relationship with the child. Uh, we, we don't know that. And, I mean, we don't need to know that. But what we do know is that he cares for her. Um because I, I think that's another reason why he's still dealing with this shit. Like why he joined the Ghostbusters into looking into all this crap. What do you think? Right, right. I mean, he's the odd one out. Uh, so yeah, I do agree. Uh, like that, that that makes sense as the what the reason to tie him in there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's sort of like an exposition plot thing. But yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, how, and I do like how they sort of draw those two connections, um, him personally to Alicia and then him personally to Hano. And he's sort of like that bridge and like the person we can relate to uh, because he hasn't mm-hmm. been exposed to sort of these supernatural things uh, in the same way that like the three Ghostbusters have. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And also as a character, he's an extremely vulnerable character, uh, which is also something I like. I mean, the man has a heart condition. He is deaf. And when it comes to movie cliches, he 100% killed himself when he said he's going to retire soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how uh, that's how stuff goes poorly. I, I think that one might be slightly better than we're going to do one last score, one last job. I think stuff goes even more poorly for oh, people yeah. there. But yeah, it's like, oh... I'm on the job for two more days or something like that. And I, it's like, I just need a week to get my 20. It's like stuff. It's like that you're in a movie. So stuff is not going to go well for you. Exactly. Which is fine. It's a horror movie. So it's one of those where you're like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. <laughs> um, but I, I just look. I, I do. I do love how vulnerable he is. I mean, uh, this. Is, I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie where you know, like, what almost kills him is not. It's not the monsters, but straight up his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I like. Have you seen that before? Uh, where it's like a heart attack. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know that I have, but yeah, I mean, that's a well-done sequence where you sort of have that jump square with Albrecht getting her face smashed, and then, like, we immediately go to him, and it's just sort of, like, more of that slow, drawn-out thing where he's, like, obviously in a ton of physical uh, pain from the heart attack, and, like, there's a, a basically, I think, Walter's ghoul crawling over him, and it, who knows what it's going to do to him, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's and and the way the camera just sort of meanders and just sort of slowly moving around uh while he does it's a good piece of acting and a good piece of uh uh camera movement yeah and and you don't know what's going to kill him if it's going to be uh, the heart if it's going to be uh, Walter's ghoul or later like you see another ghost that you've never seen before and also makes you wonder like is is it going to be that thing uh yeah it works and then you know, uh, then you add to the drama Alicia, Alicia coming back because uh, she fe- felt felt uh, that he gaslit her <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, into believing that uh, the kid never showed up when mm-hmm. he did, and she took him like she took him out this time herself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another fascinating break, right? Where. Um, uh, I, I, to me, like th- th- those are the little plot moments where I thought oh, this is really well written too. There is a little bit of plot and it's, it's done well because you know comes, she comes back just to yell at Funes. Funes is like, "Oh, I'll explain everything to you. Just take me to a hospital." She's gonna do it, and you think, "Oh, okay. Well, she's being a good ex girlfriend or whatever." And then you know the, the, the fucking corpse is in the back. Yeah, yeah. Probably with the seatbelt <laughs> on, and you're like. Oh, she's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, understandably so too. I mean, uh, yeah. I wonder if she had some uh, Uber driver, Uber pickups with the corpse in the backseat with that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a good moment too. I mean, uh, the corpse is definitely one of the creepier things that we just talked about, and I didn't expect them to bring it back in that way. And so that was a bit of a. Uh, at that point, the film uh, in the last that's probably in the last half hour it's just pretty bang 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 um and so finally he decides to drive himself and then we see albrecht's like very disturbed corpse uh basically running at him while he finally drives away uh <laughs> all of that is uh probably uh fits the uh film's title of uh, terrified yeah for sure and props to the uh costume department there uh i don't know if it was costumes or special effects but uh props to all of them um probably a mix of both i I feel like this movie must have had uh i mean definitely had some cgi but it looks like it had a lot of uh, practical effects within it too because that uh, uh, the there were uh uh dr albrecht uh, when she's running to him, like his her neck was like snapped or whatever, and he's, she's running towards the car, 
backwards and slams on the on the door with her face like smushed against her, the his window and you're like oh this is ter-, like it's just fucking terrifying yeah yeah uh yeah you're right i mean the way they use cg or practicals uh i think it's mostly practicals probably with a little bit of cg here or there um uh, it's well done uh they i mean they they're very well aware they're a low budget film and so uh, they don't overuse uh, crappy CG uh, where they don't have to. I mean, I I think I wouldn't be surprised that actually it might be uh, half and half or even more CG because practical effects are really expensive. Mm. And this being, you know, uh, a South American film uh, from a director that is not super well known or anything like that. I mean, not, not even in fact, like none of the actors had a Wikipedia page themselves. Unlike other Argentinian movies we watched, like this is one where I think everyone is relatively unknown internationally. I, I wouldn't be surprised that this movie did not have a giant budget. Uh, and I think they just worked really well with their resources. I, 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 I think it probably had a lot of CG, but it was hmm. just done really well. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, because... Yeah, well, whatever they the, did, it worked uh, quite well. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I mean, also it's because you ne- you never linger on the monster. You didn't never see it very well. It's always sort of off camera, or with low lighting, or blurred, or something like that, which which allows you to work with uh, that that CG mixed with a with practical. I think it's a little bit of both. I don't know. We neither of, neither you or I are uh, experts on special effects. <laughs> yeah. But we do appreciate but, it when it's well done. And I think it was well done in this film, uh, especially for um, a lower budget effort. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's really great. I mean, and, and then, you know, speaking of that, the other one that I think I love watching is uh, Hano. So we sort of know what happened to him. We're not 100% sure how. But uh, this is the scene you were talking about where it plays with, uh, um, as you're learning how the, 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 uh, this ghoul works or whatever, uh, right, where it's all about perspective. I love how uh, Hano is looking from one house to the other. On, on one angle, he can see the monster in the house. Another angle, he cannot see the monster. And then he gets to the third angle and the monster's right in front of him. Uh, that's, I mean, one of the jump scares that, you know, uh, again, well done. Yeah. I thought that was probably the most effective Uh, jump scare. It it definitely got me because I think it's the only time it actually pulls that trick on you. Yeah. I mean, might've done another moment, but this one, yeah, for sure. And, and then you, you, you see the aftermath, uh, with his eyes filled with, uh, glass. Yeah. And Hano goes in the cabinet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the monster is quite playful in a way, right? Because uh, it, it 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 has the boy, who maybe I mean, and this is the part of where I was kind of curious, and I wanted to hear your opinion. Uh, all the all these people who we've met who come to life in fucked up forms whether it's the the child uh walter 
or and then later Hano, are they the ghost or do they have some of their uh, older soul or per being like themselves or are they partially themselves as well? Well, like Dr. Albrecht said, I got no freaking idea. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, I, I do think uh, my criticism of this film, uh, if we're going to go back there, is uh, I think uh, the director uh, did a great job directing. I thought he did a great job with the score, too, and the sound design. I think his writing is probably the place that is, like, the weakest uh, by a fair amount. Um, one of the podcasts I listened to called him a triple threat. I'd say he's more of a double threat uh, just because I don't think the writing is that strong. Um, and I think part of it mm -hmm. is, you know, I don't have an issue when a film doesn't explain that much. Um, but I do feel like this film kind of goes halfway and I don't know that it works that well. Um, I think a lot of American films have like this sort of explanatory fetishism where they really like to explain stuff and like the mythology and stuff like that. I don't need that. I'm okay with stuff that's more of like a fever dream uh, or something like that. Um, but uh, this film sort of like tries to split the difference and I don't think it's totally successful in trying to like explain stuff. Uh, I think it's sort of like in the part where you're just going to be scratching your head a little bit um, where it's not totally clear how they work. They sort of half-ass explain it. Um, uh, and, you know, maybe that's supposed to be what you know, but I don't know. I don't really know what's going on with Walter or the little kid or any of them. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I, I mean, I mean, maybe that was purposeful, uh, and it might work. Maybe and, and maybe it doesn't. Right? Uh, one would wish. I don't. I, okay, so I think this movie was well written in the sense of the dialogues and all that stuff feels natural and well done. Uh, I, I have, I I'm saying this because I, I think of uh, uh, our, our last uh, podcast when talking about the latest Halloween movie and in that one the dialogue was trash because the dialogue just felt like taglines being said over and over again it didn't feel here, like real, have, real words yeah exactly and here, here we, we do have that I mean I don't know what the subtitles say because I'm too lazy to read uh, <laughs> the subtitles and I, since I'm a Spanish speaking person uh, so maybe the subtitles were shit. I never know. Uh, especially in this movie, I did not pay attention to subtitles. Mm -hmm. But I mean, at least in in, in the Spanish language, uh, era, like in, at least when speaking Spanish, uh, everything seemed pretty uh, pretty realistic. Um, and and that you know that I consider that part of writing. So in that air in that area, I consider that the writing was well done. But perhaps when it comes to outside of the dialogue, perhaps you're right, and uh, there is, and there's some something missing that could have been explained a little bit better. Uh, yeah, I, to yeah. have an idea. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, you're right. Uh, that's a good sort of uh, uh, distinction to draw. I, I think the dialogue, as you said, um, and the English subtitles. Of it, I didn't have really have an issue with any of that. I thought that was fine. Um, I thought maybe just the overall plotting of it and stuff uh, could have been done in a better way. Um, uh, like just kind of like 
who which person you're trying to be attached to make that a little bit clearer um and uh just some of the explanation stuff i thought was um you know it could have been better um and that is a issue with the plot and the writing that is beyond the dialogue so yeah i agree the dialogue is not the issue right on um, uh, although in this kind of movies is where i'm always afraid uh whether the explanation will make things worse Yep, it's also always a, a way. I I can just speak to what uh, what happened, and I don't know that it happens in a very satisfying way. Like I don't think this is a film I would ever recommend to uh, Nathaniel, for instance. No, uh, but I mean, I would. I definitely. I mean, this is a movie I recommend to any horror, uh, any person who enjoys horror. Uh, this is a movie I would definitely. I. I I don't. I mean, this is also not an artsy film, so I think uh, this is like a, a mainstream horror film that works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, For the people that like to actually have horror films scare you, I think this film is made for them, uh, in a way. Yeah. Although, I mean, this is the part where you know, given that being scared is such a subjective element, I'm curious. Since you're 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 discussing you know this uh, plot issue, right? If we if if we did not find this movie scary, would this movie be good, uh, or as good as we think it uh, as we feel like it it is? Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't find this film scary, uh, then yeah, you might not. <laughs> it's probably not the right film for you because I I think it the director is attempting to scare you at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's one of those uh, uh, tricky areas. Uh, but overall, I think the execution on uh, plot development and everything uh, works re- works out really well. So, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, to, to my question uh, that I originally asked you, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I think it leaves things open. Um, it, it makes me think a little bit of uh, the fact that, they, I, I don't know, like, uh, uh, especially uh, Hano, after he has all the glass in his eyes and he's uh, blowing on the on the matches, trying to make sure that uh, trying to not allow uh, Funes to burn down the house, mm-hmm. his expression, the way he's like doing things, it, it feels like it's Hano and not necessarily the ghost. Um, but granted, it's also like, all right, I don't know. Uh, it, it makes me think of because this is this is a question I have uh, with with other this question I've asked myself in other movies like um, Evil Dead uh, the first one um, which although it's not considered uh, a, I mean it's a cult classic one hundred percent but it's not necessarily considered a good movie because the acting is not great <laughs> because it's not True. right fair um, in that movie there was one moment where when I watched it, like my first time I watched it, that I actually thought was really effective uh, in the first one. And this is the moment uh, when Ash dealt with his girlfriend because she would go from being his girlfriend crying, sad, scared of what's going on to this weird zombie girl that would call him like a pussy or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. Um, and the same thing would happen with his sister. And uh, and I was kind of curious. In that one, they don't explain to you either, right? 
again, it's in that movie they don't explain, explain that either. But I thought it was effective enough that uh, leaving that question open of whether or not the soul of the real person is still in that body. Uh, because it makes it scarier when you consider it that way, right? If you, if you think about it, it's like, oh, the soul is, tra- is trapped in that body that also has this monster in it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a scarier thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple possibilities. One possibility could just be it's sort of a slow transformation, and yeah, the, indeed the soul is trapped there, and the person is just going to gradually become more and more like that thing that comes out of... Uh, Walter's bed. Um, that'd be my guess, but uh, I don't know that you would totally know the answer. Yeah, it, it's hard to tell, and also because the, the, that that creature itself is is not from this earth, is not from this dimension even. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I, I mean, and that it goes goes back to the concept like these are not zombies. Yeah. You have to wait uh, for uh, ter- terrified too to get these explanations. Yeah, and according to Wikipedia, there uh, uh, he's making the, a sequel. Oh yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah. Apparently, because apparently this has been like one of the most successful film, uh, horror films in in Argentina. Huh. And Argentina, Argentina, uh, you know, like they produce a lot of films and, and a lot of horrors. But apparently, like, this has been, like, the most, like, the second or third most actually successful film, like, I mean, most watched within the genre with, uh, in, in their box office. Huh, okay, um, that's, that's uh, good to know. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, I think this is, like, a good example of a film that uh, Shudder does a good job on. I think this is a Shudder original in, like, uh, in, like, uh, like, America, at least in Canada. So, I mean, it's the sort of film that probably not a lot of people would have seen it if Shudder didn't pick it up. Uh, you know, seen it outside of Latin America, that is. Uh, so, I'm, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of like the good, sort of like not, like, I don't think this is ever going to be a classic, but good, like, minor uh, sort of film that, like, a lot of horror buffs really, really like. So, I think it's perfectly geared towards that Shudder audience. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I... I... Again, like I, I put this one in the in the same level of Oculus, mm, mm-hmm. and and I think you and I might disagree. I don't know how much you liked Oculus. I loved that movie. It was, it, it was again dumb plot, but I thought it was just really effective. Uh, and I, I mean, and I also put Oculus in the same level as Babadook. Uh, so I put this one in, in that level as well. Okay. In, okay. Uh, so pretty good then. Uh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I rate this yeah. film above Oculus, so I mean, but that says more about Oculus than it does uh, Terrified. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, um, do you have uh, things to add? Um, no, I think I hit most of my points there. Uh, definitely a film for people that uh, aren't overly concerned with plot. And more just like a film to just more more immerse you with cool set pieces and well thought out visuals. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Uh, also, quite a short film. Uh, it's a little bit under uh, 90 minutes. 
Yep, so, yep. You know, it's a quick watch. Yep, yep. And I, I like that about it as well. I thought that is, uh, I think this is a very solid 90 minutes. Uh, uh, whereas if this is two hours, I think I'd be a lot more negative about it. Anyway, with with those two hours, you could have had the explanations, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, maybe. But, you know, I don't know that I wanted more explanation. I just didn't find it very satisfying the way it was done. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So uh, who won? Uh, you know, I got to give it to, uh, even though the writing uh, I thought was a little suspect at times, uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Damien Rugna. Uh, I don't know exactly how you say his name, but uh, yeah, uh, I I mean it's uh, it's his film clearly from the writing, directing, and score, and I think two out of three of those he was extremely solid on, and the other one I wasn't bad. Uh, I, I I I'm nitpicking, and I think I'm generally more forgiving for those things. It doesn't ruin the movie for me by any stretch. Uh, I think it does uh, just detract from it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think uh, my winner on this film is also the director, writer, and composer, Damian Rugna. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, now, what's your what do you rate it? Yeah, I come down uh, right between a seven and eight. I'll be a seven point five. Um, I think uh, solid little film um, and a good watch. Yep, I gave it a 7.5 as well. Okay, well, as usual, or as is very typical, we are pretty eye-to-eye on this one. Yep, uh, this is not a Candyman situation. <laughs> well, we were eye-to-eye on the first Candyman, just uh, the more recent one, yeah. Yep. All right, um, well, uh, so yeah, I... I think that's that's pretty much it about this film. Uh, you know, thanks for listening to the podcast, and uh, you know, please con like, hey, if you have comment, questions, concerns, I don't know about concerns, but if you uh, if you have uh, yeah, if you have concerns, recommendation, I will give you Inyaki's personal email, and you can send it directly to him. If you have concerns about your own life and your safety, <laughs> you can call 911. Uh, please do not contact us on that. Um, but uh, no, if you, have, if you have like recommendations for films, uh, comments, uh, comments uh, feedback, whatever, uh, you know, you can always reach us at, uh, at zafilm2film at gmail.com. Again, that's uh, zafilm2film at gmail.com. And the two is with the number two. Uh, and you can also... Uh, uh, reach us on Twitter at uh, is it fear, is the same thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. So at ZA film number two film. Uh, so you know you can comment there. Uh, apparently, uh, some some people have been con- trying to contact us uh, through other means, which is very interesting, and we did not know it could happen. Um, and I, I guess people are welcome to do that that way. I don't know how they did it, uh, but uh, the, the email and Twitter is probably the better way. <laughs> all right, do you have anything else to add, James? Nope, that's it for me. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, adios. Yeah. Adios. Or ciao. Ciao.